What's up, soccer players? On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we are talking about five reasons why you keep on getting injured. So if for whatever reason you feel like you're injury prone, um, give this podcast a listen, share it with your mates, and hope you enjoy the show. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important? If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get to that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't know some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is you have to get stronger. What's up, soccer players? Welcome to the latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It is me, your co-host, Andy, with my man, man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? Dude, I feel so much better now. I just watched a few of your reels on Instagram. Yo. <laughs> Yo, that shit is hilarious, bro. Yeah, they, buddy, like, you, should, they... you should make more of these stuff, bro. It's hilarious. Lifetime bro. supply of Doritos and Jose Cuervo. <laughs> Yo, I'm still laughing. <laughs> this is funny. This is, this is hilarious, man. Yo, I don't know if I told you, but uh, in high school, I was uh, I was a YouTuber a little bit. You were a YouTuber I, I had in high some, school? Yeah, yeah. I posted some uh, YouTube videos in high school. And like some skits or like... Some, yeah, like, skits. Oh, skits. really? Yeah, bro. And um, I actually deleted all of them when I was Why? applying to college. Because oh I, I don't know. I don't, man, I was applying to like really good colleges. I didn't want Mine them to, to like... think I was some sort of bum. So I deleted all of them. But um, yeah, it looks like we back, baby. We made it to, through college twice so we could post whatever we want. I hear that. I will never go back to college. Nah, done. I'm all, done. I'm all set. I am all set. If sure. I can't was... learn something while being in my boxers and eating something, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. Everything or somebody else can do it. it. Somebody else can do it. I don't want it. <laughs> How are you, bro? How are you hanging? Ah, chilling, man, chilling. Um, still doing the residency. It is month two. Yeah, month two. Damn. Um, yeah, life is good. Getting better every day. Um, helping people with their rehab and uh, releasing an ebook soon. Don't ask mm-hmm. me a date yet because I don't nice. have it. But um, if anybody out there has tight hip flexors, I got you. Stay tuned for the ebook. There we go. How you doing? I'm hanging, bro. I'm hanging. Um, yeah. I'm going on a nice little vacation. Um, so that will be. That means no, no podcast, no recording next Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah, this going, is new information. This for is me. new okay. information. Like he doesn't know. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to Maine. Um, oh, tomorrow, let's go. And I'm coming back on Monday. Nice. So nice, it's nice, gonna nice. be a couple's vacation and a dog nice. coming. The dog is coming Ooh. with us, which is interesting. Benji's uh, so coming. Yeah. Does Benji do car rides? Benji, Benji, yeah, Benji. Do, oh, <laughs> Benji loves the car. Are you kidding me? Like he hears the key. By the time I turn my head, he's already at the door, waiting for the door to open so he can he can go into the car. Like that dog, he loves car ride. Bro. I've never seen a dog like that. Damn, loves car that's ride. Wild. Yeah, good for him. Good so for yeah, him. we're just gonna go on a, that mini vacation. I, I, it's basically it feels like it's gonna be like five days. It's gonna be great, man. I, I need, I needed a break from patient care. I just finished yeah. all my notes today too, so I have no clinic 
responsibilities. Let's go. Love to hear it. Love to hear All right. Well, let's get into today's topic, which is five reasons why you keep getting injured. Um, So this is for the player out there who, for whatever reason, just feels like they're stuck in a cycle of injury, training room, doctor, back to the field, and then boom, next thing you know, back in the treatment room. So um, this one's for you guys. Um, If this is you, I hope you listen. If this is not you, and you happen to still be listening, share this with a teammate um, who is in this cycle potentially. Um, So that way they can learn, you can help them recover. And while you're at it, rate us five stars on iTunes if you can. That'll help us grow the show and share it with all the other soccer players out there that that really need this information. So uh, let's get into it. The number one reason why you might keep getting injured is you not prioritizing your rehab. And What we mean by this is if you have an injury, your number one focus to get back to the field should be to rehab your injury. Um, Of of course, it's important to do things like we talked about in other episodes, such as um, do strength training for the surrounding areas and making sure you're um, training, attending training when you can and you're watching your film and this and that. But your number one priority should really be to get whatever body part that is injured back to 100%, everything else should come secondary. I, I, I see that a lot with, with um, especially with, well, not with just with young players, with every players in general, except for the professional. Somebody, they get injured, and their first thought is, what can I do during the next three days so I can go back and play the next game? Bro, you just you just strain your hamstring. Okay, you out for at least a month. Like, don't even think about getting back on the field. You should think about how you're gonna be able to actually walk properly. Guys can even walk. They're limping and they're thinking about how am I gonna get back on the field in the next three days? What is what is some miracle drugs that's gonna be able to help me get back on the field right away? No, guys. If you're injured, you can't even sprint. Don't even think about the game. Just think about your focus now should be on rehab, just like Andy says. It's actually better for you. It's better for you because you, you're you going to have time to think about other things, right? Thinking about your game during that time and not worry about um, training, um, not worry about the coach. You're just gonna, it's just going to be rehab time and yourself. So you have time to reflect. It's a good opportunity to reflect on your game and on other things that's going on in life, guys. And rehab by itself is... It's very draining. It's mental. It's physical. So it, it rehab needs your focus. So the more you focus on that, the better. The better you can, the faster you can actually go back to playing your game. Yeah, and let's take that example of the hamstring injury because that's a very common one and a common thing to do in terms of, oh, well, I want to still be present at training and I want to be as active as you can is like to, to modify, modify your training. And at some point, you have to ask yourself the question, if you keep on modifying your training, is it a a asset or is it a detriment, right? If you keep on modifying your training, well, that means you're not putting your full effort into your rehab process. And if you're not doing that, you're not getting back to the field to 100% as quickly as you can. And there is a point where you do have to modify your training when you're doing your full return to play, but not right away and sometimes not even in the middle, 
sometimes it's got to wait till the end and it depends. It's a case by case basis, but um, make sure you prioritize what you got to do. That's what I said. <clears throat> and number two, guys, is not taking into account your injury history. And that is a big one. The biggest predictor of an injury is a previous injury. So I'll give, I'll take myself as an example. I used to sprain my ankle all the time, do the rehab, and then go back and play. Within three months, I'll injure my ankle again. You know, wait till it heal, go back, jump, land some one foot, boom, spraining again. It, it, it became, it became, it became a cycle to a point where like I, I was used, I was buying tapes left and right. I was, I was doing tape, like not kinesio tape. I'm doing like actual like tape, tape my ankle. And I put the, 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 the wrap on my oh, ankle damn. that I was playing so that that wouldn't happen. That's how often it used to happen. So, guys, if you have, and that ties into point number one: take your rehab seriously. Um, after after you do your rehab, you always got to make sure that you do in certain exercise, just to make sure you're getting, you you staying on top of things and you're not getting yourself injured again. Now, prehab is really important. Like prehab work is another fancy term for a little bit of strength training. You know, just because you did some rehab, you're good, and then you think you're fine. No. no you, you still got to do some maintenance work so that you don't get injured again. Every Ferrari needs maintenance. Are you a Ferrari or are you a clunker? <laughs> a clunker. <laughs> so I, I, that just came to my head. That just came to my head. I just had to say it out loud for whatever reason. But, yeah, agree 100% with that. Um, your injury history will play a big part as to what your rehab process looks like. If you are someone who suffers a first time ankle sprain, Mm -hmm. you may come back quickly, two weeks, three weeks, second time, maybe a little bit longer, third time. Whoa, this is a trend Yeah. right now. Again, do you want to prioritize your rehab or do you want to put a bandaid on it, wait till the pain goes away, go back to the field and risk four, five, six. Because once you get into these vicious cycles, you can't undo them, right? And you can't take away your injury history. Whatever happens, happens. And it's very important, especially for some of these muscular injuries like hamstrings, where the re-injury rate is, is high enough already with the perfect rehab process, Right. If you do have a history of injury and you don't put in the effort and you don't take that into account, then you could end up again in the cycle of you ending up in the training room. And you may end up in a point where you look at the year, like let's say you you have a season of nine months and your season starts in September and it ends in May. You look back and you count up the days and say, damn, I had one initial hamstring injury that I never took carefully and mm. it just ended up in a cycle. And of the nine months of the year, I only played in four of them and I only felt a hundred percent for two of them. And that scenario is very, very, very common. And it is something to avoid, but take into account your injury history. Uh, so many games play in fear. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
so many games playing fear and not able to actually fully express yourself on the field because you're worrying about hmm how am I gonna I, you know at one point I couldn't I I I avoided um shooting the ball really yeah wow because the follow to my uh, the follow to my ankle would just dangle and if I shoot too hard my ankle would just goes to the side inwards a little too quickly and then just that oh oh blocking a shot oh my god that's the one Ooh. as a defender i would not like someone about to take a shot and you diving with your left to block it oh my god never that See, ball hit my leg boom it's like a sprained ankle it's funny you say that because i mean me and you we both play at the recreational level and people might think oh like these guys they don't play seriously and they're not matter. at the professional level. Well, hear this, guys. Michael Owen, striker for both Real Madrid and um, Manchester United, who had a insane injury history. He he's actually quoted saying that during matches, official like Champions League finals, like legit mm. matches, guys, he himself would hide from his teammates. He would purposely position himself in areas where he could not receive the ball, thus could not be involved in the play, wow. thus would not get injured. Like it is it is crazy. Um it's a little off topic, but um no, yeah, that it, is that is that is completely in topic. That is completely in topic. Because this is what happened when you get injured too often. Scenarios like that happen when you you take yourself out of play out of certain place. Like me, like I would not play defense um i would not dive and kick my leg out to block a shot because if the ball hit the side of my leg i'm limping for the rest of the game yeah yeah and it's it's, yeah it happens i i really like what you said about not being able to fully express yourself on the field because in my mind if you're not able to do that you're not healthy no 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 matter what your physical state is, if you feel like for whatever reason you can't express yourself, then that's that's a health issue and that needs to be taken care of. But um, let's go to number three. Reason three is returning to training too quickly after an injury. And you might think, oh, like returning to training, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Well, yes, it has to be in a way that is measured and that is gradual. So some coaches out there, and if you are a player out there and this is your coach, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, when they think and they hear that you are healthy and you are ready for training, it means you are 110% and you are able to participate with no restrictions at all whatsoever. Mm-mm. Some coaches, when they, you tell them you're coming back, they say, oh, we'll ease him into things. Others, not so much. And it's on you, the player, to recognize which type of coach you have because both are right, right? Like there's no knock on a coach saying like, oh, physio said he's healthy. Let's put him in there, right? But you, the player, you have to recognize what kind of coaching situation you're in and realize, hey, I might have to communicate or, hey, I might have to do extra rehab work and mix in my return to play into my rehab. So that way, when I do go back to training, that gradual increase of workload is already completed and i am ready for 100 percent um so yeah just try not to return to full training too quickly without a proper um onboarding process 
You know, I see that a lot in <clears throat> in younger players. Especially, yeah, younger players, novice players. They have, um, in, in the most common case, it's usually knee pain, right? Mm-hmm. They get some knee pain, they rest, um, and they do rehab. In the rehab process, you know, you, 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 you're gradually loading the knee. You're not running. You're not cutting. You're not shooting the ball. You're not sprinting. It's just light work in the beginning. And that allowed the knee to rest up, and uh, that allowed um, the that allowed the healing process to 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 come up a, a bit faster, right? Oh, now now I used to sit down and it wouldn't sit down for too long. I have knee pain. No, now I'm able to like squat without knee pain. I'm ready to play. Put me on the field. Then the next one, you know, they're like, oh, my knee's feeling good today, and then they go <laughs> they go. They go in the field and train for like two hours. <laughs> yeah. right? They go yeah. and train for like two hours. Like like they No, you're not ready yet. What are you doing? Yeah. Then they come back to PT the next day. Oh my God, my knee's hurting really bad. I think we 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 stunned back to square one. What happened? Well, and my knee was feeling good. I went back to training. How long did you train? Oh, like two and a half hours. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Just because you can squat a little bit without pain doesn't mean you can't handle uh, a cutting. Doesn't mean your knee can handle cutting, running, and, sp- and sprinting yet. And especially if you're doing it for like I don't know two and a half hours. What do you think is yeah. going to happen? Oh man, it's it's puzzling. But I think a great analogy for this is running up the stairs, right? <laughs> Yeah, you can jump up and skip one step and be fine. You can go two at a time even and be fine. I go two at a time. You could possibly go three if you really, really had to. But going from doing rehab in the gym, then going to play 90 minutes is like trying to jump up eight steps at one time. What's going to happen? You're going to fall. You're going to come back down all the way to the bottom of the staircase. Yep. You know, go step by step. And yeah, you can speed things up, maybe go two at a time here and there, but don't go too quickly. And that's not to say you can't climb the staircase because you can't, but take every step along the way and know what you're doing with each one. Well said, well said. And the reason number four is you're playing too much, too much. That's just overworking, overplaying, like you, you, you overtraining. You're training this morning. You train in the morning. Actually, I had a friend who was like that. He trains in the morning, um, and then he comes to pick up and he plays. After pickup, he does some some conditioning work. We just run all around the field. He wakes up the next day, do a little bit of light training session, all ball training session, and then he he'll, he'll be tr- playing and training like the whole week. <laughs> And then when he sees me doing pickups, like Berg, man, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like my my knee, my hip, everything hurts. Like I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, well, tell me about your training. What do you, how you, how do you train? I'm the first thing I ask him. Yeah, how, how do you train? Well, you know, I do this, I do that. Not wait. I'm like, wait, wait, huh? He's like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'm like, wait, huh? So wait, you trained this morning, and then now you're coming to pick up in the afternoon. And then now you're training with us this morning, and then you have a full 90-minute game in the afternoon. What are you doing? Like, you, you, you tr- you're too much load. 
too much on the body. You need to rest. You're not even recovering properly. <laughs> what are you doing? No, no. That's and... what happened, guys. Like, you guys are overtraining and you're not giving your body enough rest time so nope. it can recover. And that's why you get injured. Think about it this way. The best teams in the world at their most intense period of the entire year they give max effort twice per week. Why? That's all their body can take, right? Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United, in the heat of the season, they're playing once on the weekend in their league, once in the middle of the week for Champions League. The rest of the week, they're chilling. I mean, yeah, they're training. They're doing their technical work, but it's not max effort. And I think that's the one important thing to take away is you need a plan. If you don't have a plan, you don't know when you're doing max effort. And if you don't have that pet, then you're just going to have a random workload every day of the week. And if it's within your own means, then you might do heavy workload training three, four, five, six days in a row and not even realize it. Right? So playing too much, it comes down to a planning issue. Are you playing three, four times a week because you're on two teams at once? Hmm. Should you be on two teams on that one? Is, that is <clears throat> true. That is yeah. so true. Are you playing two, three times in a week because you're in a tournament week? Well, you, maybe that's something you can plan for. Or you're you in know? two like, leagues. I know a guy who are in two leagues. They're yeah. in the small, they're in the lower tier, and they're in the high tier. And yeah. they just can't stop playing. <laughs> it's There is such a thing as playing too much. And... I think, honestly, this is one of those things where unless you actually get injured from playing too much, no one can try and teach it to you. Um, but here we are trying to do it. So if you can, try and listen. Yeah. And number five, we've been through this and we have to say it again um, because the we, research we back us up on this. Yep. We're not making this up either. Not strength training, not doing your fitness training. Um, this could be the reason why you keep getting injured. Are your muscles strong? If they're not strong, then how do you expect them to support your body while doing one of the most intense sports on earth, right? If, if you have weak quads and weak hip flexors and weak hamstrings and weak groin, well, those are all the muscles that need to be at 100% when you're on the field. And if you have weakness in those areas and you combine issues one through four, which we talked about, well, maybe that's the reason why you keep on ending up in the training room. And a lot of players say, I don't want to strength train because I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. Well, guess what you haven't been doing for the past two, three years and look where it's gotten you. You know, so like if if you keep on ending up in this cycle and you're not strength training, well, why don't you give that a shot for six to 12 yeah. weeks and see what happens? Cause at, at, at the worst case scenario, it's not going to do much to you, right? You're not going to get bulky in 12 weeks, but yeah, you could end up listen, in the training. Room you're not going to get bulky in two years. <laughs> it's like to get bulky guys, like you need to be doing strength, like a lot of hypertrophy work, for many years before you get that. Unless you have genetics, you have muscle genetics, and then you pick up a weight and you just blow up. I know some people are like that. They pick up a weight and they just blow up. But if you're relatively skinny, it's going to take you 
Like guys, like if you if you if you watch Ronaldo, guys, Ronaldo from Manchester United to Ronaldo at um when he left Real Madrid, two different players. All right, you got one who was you know skinny, speedy, and then we went to Real Madrid and put on size. How yeah. long did that take? Did that take? Did how long do you think that took? And that's a professional athlete. That's a at the top level. That took years before he could build that up. Yeah. And guess what? He's got good genetics. <laughs> Probably great, better than yours, great, if we're great, being honest. Great, great genetics. But yeah, man. It's and here's the thing. If you're scared about being bulky, I'll give you this challenge. Do your strength training. And when you feel like you're too bulky, you have my full permission to stop. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of um big summary for you guys. So if you feel like you keep on getting injured, um, Bro, they might they might never stop. They might like it because they might know this. They're going to get faster. Yeah, they, <laughs> so, might. Yeah, they, they might. They might. They might never stop. Yeah. Or, they you might know, they might a problem. They might end up in a 50 50 challenge and be like, whoa, what just what what just hit me? Did someone try to take that ball off me? Because didn't it didn't phase me like I, mm-hmm. I beat you. And yeah, that's it, guys. Remember to prioritize your rehab. And if you have an injury, um, a previous injury, just make sure that you're doing maintenance work on, on it because a previous injury is the biggest predictor of another injury. So always keep that in mind so that you're always diligent about doing some maintenance work on it. Stop <laughs> returning. Stop going into stop gonna go back to the field without finishing your rehab, guys. Just because you feel great now doesn't mean your body or the injured area is gonna be able to take a full load of training. No. Like finish your rehab, please. Yep. And there is such a thing as playing and training too much. Don't do that. And make sure you are in the gym and keeping your strength levels up to decrease your risk of injury. That's it. Don't forget to give don't forget to give us a, a eight star review, guys. Eight stars. We should start asking for four stars and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> see if anybody asks for four stars. You got to ask for the know. biggest star possible. It's like a new negotiating. You go you start you start low and then they're going to go back down. You start low, yeah. you, start, you start higher and you get a higher number. You start low, you get a lower number. <laughs> well, please, guys, give us a number. If you think we deserve five, give us five. Mm-hmm. If you think we deserve less, kindly take that review elsewhere. And we'll see you all next week. All right. Peace, guys.